In today's episode of the Optimal CEO Podcast, I'll be sharing with you that one of the biggest struggles you have with achieving consistent world-changing impact with your business is too little adaptive reserve. And once you get that straightened out, you can 10x your peak flow state that allows you to achieve maximum world-changing impact. So stay tuned to find out how. I'm Dr. Brian Brown, and I'd like to personally welcome you to today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there. So what is adaptive reserve? The single most common complaint I get from high achievers is I don't feel good. They know what it's like to feel on top of the world. And they sure as heck know what it feels like when the world is on top of them. Feeling bad is non-negotiable. It simply doesn't work for them. And they understand all too well the negative impact that it can have on their business. In many cases, they've seen multiple medical providers only to be told that there's nothing wrong. And many times they've been convinced it's all in their head, patted on the back and given a prescription for an antidepressant or some other psychiatric medication. When asked why they don't feel good, they often describe things like brain fog, dull memory, low energy, fatigue, decreased stamina or endurance, weight gain for no apparent reason despite exercising and eating right, sleep disturbances, insomnia, anxiety, nervousness, irritability, melancholy mood, sadness, or even full-blown depression. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is adaptive reserve. Now, before your eyes go crossed, uh, let me explain it with a little example. Imagine a reservoir, a man-made lake built to control water. On one end, you have springs, rivers, tributaries, creeks that feed resources or water into the reservoir. On the other end, you have a dam with gates that control the release of these resources when needed. In its simplest form, it's one giant holding tank of water with a controlled gate on one end. It's a well-balanced system, but has two major vulnerabilities. That is the assets feeding resources in the control of resources going out. Now, if you damage either one of those, then you upset this delicate balance. So for instance, if you taint the waters coming in upstream, then you damage the entire reservoir. If you let resources out too fast, then you drain the reservoir of its resources and you have nothing to pull from to generate electricity. Your body is no different. It has multiple reservoirs that we call adaptive reserve. On one end of the human reservoir, we put in resources like food, water, healthy relationships, a positive mindset, spiritual renewal, etc. On the other end, we naturally eliminate waste and excess resources. This occurs millions, uh, millions of times a day and millions of cells in the body across dozens of organ systems. Your body is designed to function like a high-end European sports car. It's as simple as that. I think the biggest question that we have to ask ourselves is why do we treat this high-performance vehicle like a garbage disposal? I mean, what would happen if you put low-octane fuel or sugar in the gas tank 
of a high-performance sports car, any car for that matter, or you run over a sharp object that puts a hole in your tire. Better yet, what would happen if you drive the car for years and never change the oil or do routine maintenance? Sooner rather than later, the car will just simply quit running or possibly even wreck. So what happens during states of stress to the human body or illness or hormone imbalance, metabolic imbalances, prescription medication use or overuse of prescription medications, poor eating habits, gut imbalances or genetic variabilities. You see, your body is the same as the natural reservoir, except it has multiple reservoirs of resources needed to function day to day during crisis, during stress, during healing, and when you're sick or when you're injured. Managing adaptive reserve simply requires the right strategist to know how to close the floodgates to slow down the loss of resources or increase the resources on the upstream end. Some techniques close the floodgates and some do both. It's like the old childhood fable of the little Dutch boy who put his finger in the dike to save the town. The only exception with this type of intervention in functional or integrated medicine is that you, if you put one finger in a leak and it doesn't stop the leak, then you put the other nine fingers in and even 10 toes if you have to, or for that matter, you do whatever it takes to stop the leaks until the crisis is over. Uh, catch a leak early in the dam and the crisis is small. Catch a leak too late and recovery may be close to impossible. I would even add that uh, through the lens of adaptive reserve, very early identification and prevention is the best approach. In other words, don't even wait for the leaks appear. I mean, look at the natural reservoir or our man-made reservoir. Uh, reservoir engineers don't wait until the dam starts leaking, do they? Of course not. They inspect the dam regularly for potential leaks, and they work on them ahead of time. They develop a plan ahead of time. So what we're going to do is talk about the five things that you need to know in order to set your path straight, to stack the cards in your favor, to 10x your peak flow state that will lead to maximum world-changing impact for your business. The first thing is the right personal mindset. The second thing is the right provider. The third thing is the right picture. The fourth is the right process and the right plan. All right, let's start at the top. So the right personal mindset. Just after I moved from traditional practice up to functional and integrated medicine, I tried to help anybody who would listen. And let's say it didn't work out so well. It ended up frustrating my clients and frustrating me. As I grew my new practice, it became increasingly evident who excelled and who didn't. The people who excelled were high performers, such as CEOs, entrepreneurs, authors, and influencers. So I asked myself, why did they have the most success with achieving sustainable goals? And eventually, I even asked them the same question. Here's what they told me. They told me that three things kept coming up over and over again that related to mindset. So these critical mindsets emerged among these people. The first one has to do with insurance independence. They understand that insurance was not designed to be a crutch that funded their journey to all medical treatment, especially prevention. They understood that it's a tool to prevent bankruptcy in the event of a catastrophic medical event. Nothing more, nothing less. In the landscape of rising deductibles, higher copays, and tightening control of the purse strings with decreased uh, reimbursement to medical providers and stricter prior authorization guidelines, 
gone are the days that you can get all your needs met with this model, the system we call insurance, if you're looking for the best preventive care possible. Unfortunately, the current medical system is broken and built primarily around sickness. It seems you have to be sick in order to tap into the quote-unquote benefit of insurance, often so sick that you're probably past the point of no return or at least relegated to a life of prescription medication treatment. The second mindset that emerged was they were prevention-focused because there were higher stakes. If I may state the obvious, when it comes to your health, it's all high stakes. I firmly believe that. It's just that high performers take it one step further. They naturally understand that prevention is their key to reaching a peak flow state. And without a peak flow state, their bottom line is lower and the world-changing impact they're supposed to deliver falls flat. I mean, what is peak flow? Let's talk about that for a second. It's actually a term that came out around 2004 that was popularized by a Russian psychologist, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Don't ask me to spell it because it's almost impossible. But he introduced the term in a 2004 TED Talk, and he brought it to the world stage. Since then, it's been used to describe an optimal state of consciousness where we feel our best and perform our best. And you see, when high peak performers, these CEOs, entrepreneurs, influencers, authors, they wrap their head around the fact that insurance isn't going to save me. I need to focus on prevention because I've got a lot of stake. They want to be in peak flow. They know that if they're not in peak flow, uh, it's going to affect their bottom line. And they actively seek specialized providers who inspect for leaks in the dam before they become massive problems, identify where potential leaks can occur in the future, and develop a plan for dealing with them before any problem comes up. And the third mindset, and there are going to be a lot of people out there that don't understand this, but they are selflessly selfish. These high performers treat their body like one of my most favorite vehicles, and it's the 710 horsepower McLaren 720S Spider. They treat their bodies like the McLaren 720S that it is. Routine maintenance and prevention aren't a, a quote unquote have to proposition. They're a necessity. Taking care of this fine machine is not an expense. It's an investment. They invest in themselves because they're selflessly selfish. In other words, if their gifts and talents are uniquely designed to deliver a specific message or product to a specific group of people, then what's going to happen if they're not around to deliver the message or the product? They know beyond a shadow of a doubt, they have a huge responsibility to do what they're called to do. So staying in a peak flow state is their highest priority. So let's move on to the next thing, the right provider. Now, I'm going to be elaborating on provider more in the next podcast. But what I want to talk to you about very quickly is you have to have the right provider. So we've got to have the right personal mindset and the right provider. So the next step uh, in the pathway is choosing the right provider. When it comes to optimizing your peak flow state, the wrong medical provider can leave you with more questions than answers, but the right one can set you on the path to success. The right provider must have the right passion and look at everything through the right lens and give the right length of time for exposure. Again, I'm going to talk about that more in the next podcast episode where we'll be talking about what I mean when the right provider has to have the right passion and the right lens and the right length of exposure. 
It's a lesson I learned when I uh, was preparing to go to Africa to do a photo safari. And I think you're going to love it uh, because it really drives the point home when it comes to choosing the right provider, exactly what you're looking for. The next thing, you've got to have the right picture. Again, this goes back to the fact that when I went to Africa and I did that photo safari, I filled up three and a half super, super high capacity SD memory cards. And you know, I came back and had thousands of pictures to sort through, but I would say only a third of them were the right picture. If there was an animal running and it was running too fast and my shutter speed was off, then it was a blurred picture. It was really grainy. And that was not the right picture. But when I got the shutter speed correct, boom, I had the right picture. And it was just an on-the-fly adjustment. But uh, the bottom line is you've got to know how to take that right picture. So you got to have the right provider, but you also have to have the right picture. And in a future podcast episode, right after I talk about providers, I'm going to be speaking to you directly about the right picture. It's funny, in medicine, we end up getting this myopic view or this nearsighted view of things, and we don't have the right picture in front of us. In fact, it's totally the wrong picture, no matter which way you turn it. And I mean, everybody's seen those examples of when, if you've ever done photo editing, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where you've got uh, this super pixelated image where you're maybe watching a person doing an edit on an image and they're down at the pixel level, changing colors, making changes at the pixel level. And then they pan out and you can go, okay, I can see a little bit more what that picture is like. And then they pan out again. And you can see even more what that picture is like. And then they pan fully out and you go, oh my gosh, yes, that's a picture of an elephant or that's a picture of a lion or a tall skyscraper. You get the point, but you've got to have the right picture. If you're not looking at the right picture, you're going to have the wrong clinical data when you're trying to make a clinical decision and deciding where the leaks potentially could be in a dam and where they are in a a dam in this person's life and, and where this adaptive reserve is leaking out. So it all centers around adaptive reserve. The right provider has to know that the adaptive reserve is there and know what to do with it. Then they've got to take the right picture, the right assessment to be able to to look at those things. And then you've got to have the right process. Process. Oh, my gosh. uh, I could speak for days on process. But the bottom line is process boils down to the fact that back in the old days when people developed film, uh, they'd have to go into a dark room. I guess some people still do that just for nostalgia's sake. Some people actually say they do it because they like to have more control over just the raw editing component of a true 45 millimeter actual film versus a digital image. I'd never gotten into that. I don't want to get into that. I'll leave that up to other people. But the bottom line is there's a process, whether or not you're doing a darkroom development or you're putting that through a Photoshop remastery of that picture. There are certain things you want to take out certain shadows. You want to take out, you want to enhance certain qualities of, of those pictures, lighting and things like that. And you can do that very easily, but you've got to know what you do. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to know your skill set and you've got to be able to put that information that you just gathered through the right process. And then finally, you've got to have the right plan. It's just as simple as that. If you take all this information, you've got the right personal mindset. You've got the right provider who took the right picture and you've got the right provider who took that picture and that clinical information and put it through the right process, the right filters then you've got to next have the right plan. Now, what do I do with all of that? And it's just one step that builds on the other, one thing after another, and it all boils down to protecting 
adaptive reserve. In some cases, when a person is, I shudder to use the word sick or ill, but it does happen. Sometimes they feel bad. They've been everywhere, been told there's nothing wrong, and they come into functional or integrative medicine, and they actually do find out that things are wrong, and they have justification for why they feel bad. But it's because the right picture wasn't taken, the right process wasn't followed, and definitely the right plan wasn't developed, because if you think nothing's wrong with the person, then you're not going to have the right plan. And I hope you can see how everything kind of builds on itself. It all starts down at the foundational level of you, the person, the wellness or healthcare consumer, and then the right provider, the right picture, the right process, and the right plan. So think of, we've, I've been kind of using a picture analogy here. Think of the right plan as that is the custom frame that you go to a frame shop, a local frame shop, and you pick out the exact frame that you want to frame this beautiful work of art in. I mean, let's face it, you wouldn't go to a dollar store to put a beautiful picture that you've taken on uh, the African Serengeti on photo safari. You just wouldn't put it in a standard frame. You're going to handpick, cherry pick that frame that that particular picture goes into. And it seems like in, in medical care today, and especially in Western medicine, everything seems to be a little rubber stamp-like treatment. I hate to say it, but it almost seems to be like dollar store picture frame type material. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a dollar store picture frame type person. I really hold myself in, in much higher esteem than that and definitely want something that's going to custom frame who I am and what I'm about and what's going on with me because I am this picture and I've been carried through the right process. Therefore, I have to have the right frame or the right plan to carry out that. And it's simple as moving from an unbalanced state to a balanced state first of all. And then you've got to know what to do through that right picture and that right process of uncovering those imbalances. So moving from unbalanced to balanced, moving from balanced to optimized. And then if you want to, and you don't have to, moving from optimized to peak performance. Again, I'm going to be talking more specifically about uh, this in a future podcast episode. But that kind of outlines the five-step process that you can go through to actually increase your peak flow state and hopefully double your impact. I'm a firm believer. I've been doing this long enough that I've seen it happen over and over and over again. If a person comes in with the complaint of, I don't feel good, it's definitely an adaptive reserve issue. And I would say 99% of them have been told elsewhere that nothing's wrong. And once we start digging in and we find out the answers, uncover some things that are there that are potential leaks or are actually leaks in the dam, uh, we're able to stop those or put a plan in place to prevent those from occurring in the first place. And when we do that, adaptive reserve, those resources in that pool begin to build back up. And when they cross this magical line that's different for everybody, they start to feel better. And once they feel better, they move into that balanced state and then into optimized and then into a peak performance state. So that's that five-step process. So what does all this mean for you? Well, in simple terms, it means that you're going to feel better. You're not going to be dealing with uh, brain fog. You're not going to be dealing with low energy. Maybe if you struggle with depression or anxiety, you're not going to be struggling with depression or anxiety. It may be if you're struggling with weight gain that you can't explain because you're still exercising, you're still eating clean, uh, you're eating correctly. 
if you're struggling with that, it just means you're able to get those things taken care of. Again, it boils down to adaptive reserve. And I know that's theoretical stuff, but it's true. I see it play out over and over and over again. So as we bring this to a close, I want to let you know that I am super passionate about helping CEOs, entrepreneurs, authors, influencers perform at the top of their game so they don't have to worry about loss of peak flow state. So they don't have to worry about loss of productivity in their business. If you've been struggling with feeling bad, you've lost faith in the medical system and want to finally get answers on how you can feel better, my inbox is always open. I'd love to hear from you so we can book a free 15-minute strategy session to explore some possible solutions to get you back on track. You can message me on Instagram at The Optimal CEO or on Facebook at The Optimal CEO. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Please tune in next time where I'll be taking a deeper look at what it means to choose the right provider. And in future episodes, I'm going to be covering the other points as well of the right picture, the right process, and the right plan. But next time we're going to be talking about choosing the right provider. It's critically important as one of those first steps. If you miss this step, you're going to totally be messed up on what it means to feel better. Until next time, this is Dr. Brian Brown, the Optimal CEO, signing off. I hope you have an optimal day. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there.